0: Hey, thriving moms. I'm so excited to be bringing you my free, brand new online masterclass on emotional eating. It's called Stop Emotional Eating. And this masterclass is going to be on Tuesday, March 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's going to be a workshop style class where I teach you the signs and help you understand why you eat emotionally. So that involves overeating. Nighttime binging, stress eating, boredom eating, all of that. I'll help you understand why what you've tried so far isn't working for you. And then I'm going to show you a simple step-by-step process to help you stop emotional eating until you never feel shame about it again. I'll be doing some life coaching too. So if you've been struggling with any form of emotional eating and want some support, this will be a good opportunity to get coached for free by me. I'm also going to be sharing the strategies that helped me overcome my own 10 year battle with stress eating and how I've helped other moms do the same. So check out all the details and sign up for the masterclass at https colon forward slash forward slash www.olivanbliss.ca forward slash emotional eating. Now, this masterclass is going to be like nothing I've ever done before. So I'm so excited and I'm just looking forward to all the moms. We're going to get so much transformation just from attending this class. And I can't wait to hang out with you. So go check it out and sign up. The link will also be in the show notes. All right, on to today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta recovering perfectionist, and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hey there, thriving moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? So today we're talking about allowing over-resisting negative emotions. And it couldn't have come at a better time because I'm currently going through what I'm about to teach you in real life. So today I'm feeling very excited to be recording this podcast. I'm also feeling quite frustrated because I've been battling a cough for many weeks now. I have this experience that whenever many unexpected things happen at once in my life, or the weather starts to change, my immune system just gets very confused. I feel like I shouldn't say it's confused, but (laughs) that's how it feels like to me. It's just like my body gets stressed, I have low energy, and all I want to do is hide under a blanket and eat ice cream. I've had this experience, I think, ever since I had my second child, and I'm just learning to accept that this is just how my body responds To this sort of situations, no matter how much I prepare, no matter how much time I take for self-care, it just does what it needs to do. But I've got a human brain just like everybody else and I can't help feeling frustrated. And today is one of those days when it's just like, okay, really, it should be over by now and it's not and I'm not even just in the mood. But that's okay. I'm owning my feelings and I'm still going to go about and do my day and record this podcast. Because it's so important to me. And it's so interesting because when I scheduled this podcast recording, I didn't know I was going to have this experience. So what are the odds? Okay, so let's talk about allowing negative emotions. For me, this is probably one of the skills that I had to learn because like so many of you, I had thoughts about people having negative emotions. And I'm going to tell you in a bit why that is. But one of the skills that I help my clients develop and thrive is how to feel on purpose. So when we start working together, they want to stop feeling shame about their bodies. They want to stop feeling guilty around eating, you know, the wrong foods. And I'm using wrong here in quotes. They just want to feel better in general. But there comes a point where they feel really terrible. (laughs) Like stinky, I don't want to feel this way negative. And it's so surprising to them. So they'll often say things like, I thought I was going to feel good. And then they get really frustrated (laughs) over all the negative emotions that they're experiencing. To me, nothing has gone wrong. And I'll often remind them that this is a part of the process. Feeling uncomfortable is part of the process of learning to take charge over your emotions. It's part of the process of becoming emotionally aware. It's part of the process of cultivating emotional wellness. Now, you might be listening, and I know your brain is probably going to want to freak out hearing me say that. And that's okay, because this is what we're taught. A lot of us, like my coach would say, have diet brain, where we tend to see things in black and white. We have all these tendencies where something is either all or nothing. And that's what happens when it comes to feelings. We tend to think feelings are either good or bad, and we should only want the good feelings. And if there are bad feelings... There is a problem. This is why we struggle. We haven't been taught that having negative emotions, which even just saying negative emotions, for me, I'm not a fan, but that's how best I can explain it. That's what we all understand. We think having negative emotions is not normal. So in a way, it feels like we must always feel happy, joyful, and all the other positive emotions that feel socially acceptable. They feel culturally acceptable. And if we dare feel unhappy or sad or mad or any other emotions that are not okay by society, we're quickly dismissed with the idea that something must be wrong, right? For us to have negative emotions. So as a society, we've assigned or we have this idea or we think we do have an idea of who should and who shouldn't be feeling terrible. And that's why you'll hear some people say things like, oh, I saw this poor person Yet they were filled with so much happiness and joy. Almost like if someone is poor, according to them, then they certainly should be filled with misery and feeling unhappy for their situation. It's almost like we think, well, these are the kinds of people who should be having these kinds of feelings, and these other people should be having these kinds of feelings. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm sure as you're listening, you can start to make the connection. So now I wanna bring it home to us, moms, because we do this to ourselves. Because of the way we've been conditioned, because of the way we've been socialized, especially as women where we already are made to feel bad about our emotions, we do this to ourselves. We don't want to feel terrible, so we start gaslighting ourselves and we say things like, oh, I'll just focus on gratitude. I'm just going to be calm and carry on. I'm just going to maintain the peace. And I'm all about focusing on gratitude and maintaining peace. As long as you allow yourself to feel the breath of all the emotions. If you're avoiding your negative emotions, you're just lying to yourself. And sooner or later, it's gonna show up in your behavior. And this is when you start to notice like you start to resent the life that you really wanted so bad, and then you feel terrible for resenting it. Or you just like every day, you just feel unfulfilled. You have that longing in your heart like there's something not quite right this is normal so for me the example that really comes to mind is when i had my third child my husband lost his job so we were both living off of employment insurance in canada this is what we have when you're a mat leave you get ei and when you get laid off you can apply for ei as well and there were days when i was just unhappy first of all he had lost his job already so this was the second time within a year span that he lost his job we had everything we needed yet i just couldn't help feeling like it was unfair to him and our family to go through this again especially with a third child coming of course i was thinking of like we have to start planning for daycare we already had two kids in daycare and then there was a third child coming of course my brain was like no you're feeling ungrateful you have your basic needs met you have a car you have a home You can afford food and I'm sure something better is coming. Like I got that, right? It's not like I didn't acknowledge that. But I was still mad and I was still upset. And because I was afraid to admit to myself that I was afraid and I was mad and I was angry, I turned to food for comfort. Like there were days when I literally felt like I was gonna burst and I just needed to feel better. So of course. Whenever I took, back then it was brownies and ice cream, whenever I had that, I just had that peace. I just had that, "Mm, things are okay right now, but it wasn't. And the more I subconsciously believed that seeing the positive and having only positive emotions was the only choice, it was the right choice, the more my brain interpreted all my negative feelings as wrong. I layered on judgment for feeling negative and I should have been grateful And I just felt worse about everything. Like I wasn't getting the relief that I wanted. And then one day I think I was listening to maybe the Life Coach School podcast. And Brooke was talking about allowing emotions. I can't remember exactly what podcast it was. But she said something about just life being 50-50 with emotions. So then I thought, well, if I'm feeling unhappy and sad about this whole situation, I'm just going to explore what's happening. And then that was when I realized that a part of me was just afraid that eventually if my husband didn't get a job, it might affect our relationship because my husband's very quiet and he's one who just takes things like he'll never complain. He'll just go along with the flow. And sometimes that's good, but sometimes it's not because then I feel like I've done something wrong and I'm trying to get him to talk, but the more I want him to talk, the harder he's just like shutting me out. So I could see how that job loss was affecting him. And I was trying to like encourage him and talk to him. But Guy was just in his head. He was not wanting to have a conversation. He just wanted to process things by himself. So for me, it was really difficult just watching him go through that. And of course, I'm sure there was some post-baby pregnancy or post-baby blues happening. So there was just so much going on. At that time and as with any form of coping when food becomes the primary coping mechanism or tool that you have I just got tired and I realized you know what numbing my feelings wasn't serving me and I thought well what's the worst that can happen I'm just gonna admit how I'm feeling and sit with it and I did and it was terrible initially I cried a lot <laughs> and it was just a mess but the more I allowed myself To just let what was happening naturally happen, the more I realized that this was a new experience for all of us and it was supposed to feel terrible because we'd never been through that sort of thing before. So it was normal for my brain to feel threatened, to feel like things were unsafe, but that didn't mean that I was wrong for feeling that way. It was all a natural process. And this is the same thing that happens when my clients start healing their relationship with food and their body. It's a new experience. And their brain will offer all sorts of feelings. There's sometimes frustration. Maybe things are not going the way they thought it's going to go. There's fear. There's uncertainty. Especially if you've been dieting for a long time and all of a sudden you don't have those diet tools anymore. You have to actually face your body. You actually have to be in your body. It's not that comfortable. There might be anxiety as well. And the presence of these feelings doesn't really mean that anything has gone wrong. It has nothing to do with them as humans as well. It's a normal part of the process. And the feeling of discomfort, just feeling uncomfortable, is okay because that just shows that they're growing and learning something new. They're developing new skills for me I think that this is the beauty of having a coach because people might experience those negative emotions and feel that whatever they're doing is wrong so then they stop and give up and say things are not working but if you could just hang on long enough and you have someone who's there to watch you and support you objectively because they're not, you know, in the pool with you in the misery with you you can see that it's okay to accept those negative emotions as part of the process and then Over time, the feelings will feel less invasive and eventually fade away. Of course, if you've not had a lot of practice with this, it might feel like a very long process. And that's okay. A coach can help fast track this process for you because they can just call you out when your brain is telling you all sorts of stories and you can know exactly what to do. But even if you do this work yourself, just being aware and letting those emotions is enough to give you a quick relief. And that is growth. So all to say, it's okay to allow rather than resist your negative emotions. So I'm going to give you five simple things that you can do just to get you started, just to help you so that as you go through your own process of food and body image healing, you pay attention, you recognize what's happening, and you can course correct so that you don't self-sabotage. And then you can just take it easy and trust the process. So how can you learn to allow rather than resist negative emotions? The first thing is just believe that life is 50-50, positive and negative emotions. All are welcome. Sometimes you'll feel positive and other times not so much and that's okay. Second, just start noticing when you feel yourself resisting. Simply just by raising your awareness, that's a big step. Even if you've done the resistance and then you recognize like, oh, this is just what I did. I resisted this negative emotion. That's growth. Next, I want you to choose to believe that it is possible that your brain is lying when it tells you that feeling negative emotions, it's going to kill you. I always tell my clients, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to feel the emotion and it's going to feel intense. But then once you just let it sit, it quickly goes away. But when it's getting really intense, you're going to feel like, oh my goodness, I want to pass out. Like I had a, I've had a few clients who get so scared or initially when we started working, they were like, it feels like my throat wants to close. And that's okay. Recognizing that and knowing that you can still go through that and it's not going to kill you is a huge part of growth for you. So I want you to choose less resistance more often. Whenever you resist, it means that you have judgy thoughts about your feelings. (laughs) And when you believe your judgy thoughts, you're going to try to avoid them with things like mindlessly scrolling on social media, shopping, alcohol, gambling, or food, which is what we're going to be talking about during the Stop Emotional Eating Masterclass. Avoiding, numbing, buffering. All those things only make those feelings stronger. The last thing I want you to do is live in the possibility that you can feel your negative emotions. Simply just recognizing, hmm, it's possible for me to feel my negative emotions. That's okay, there's nothing wrong. So, that, my friends, is how we allow our negative emotions. The emotions don't mean stop living your life, it's just a part of the process. And that's okay. And I want to remind you, if anything I said today piqued your interest, I want you to sign up for the Stop Emotional Eating Masterclass. I'm going to teach you a step-by-step process to help you gain emotional wellness so that you can manage your own emotions and let food have its own place in your life so that it's no longer your only coping mechanism. You can get all the details and register at oliveandbliss.ca forward slash eating. I'm also going to include a link in the show notes. Okay, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. Allow all of those beautiful emotions. And I will talk to you on next week's podcast episode. Until then, keep thriving.